0: so this morning, I'm going to talk to you about beyond the horizon. And let's get some verses first before we do that today. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but are the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. In other words, he, he says, don't lock into it. Right? It's, it's not that it's not reality, but don't lock into it. But the things which are not seen are eternal. There is a longevity to those things that God is doing. And most of that which God does has, you know is, is that inside work. That is transpiring, you know, by the outside elements. It's having a tremendous inside impact upon our lives. And it can be negative or it can be positive. Now, we have some choices with regard to that. Now, faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not. Seen. We're talking about beyond the horizon. These all died in faith. Well, isn't that neat that, that faith doesn't die with us? The objective of faith, the work of faith, the power of faith, you know, the hope of Faith. The promise of faith. It's not contingent upon, you know what I mean, your body living. However, it does affect our living, but it doesn't die. But having seen them afar off, we're assured of them, embrace them, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. You ever feel like you're out of place? For I consider that the sufferings of this life are not worthy to be, comp- of this present time, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. But seeing beyond the horizon. And we know that all things work together for good for those that love God and who are called according to his purpose. Now, the thing I want you to, uh, 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 parameter here at least, to, you know, I'm not looking at after death, and while that is included, this here has a very present, you know, promise. God working all things together for good to those that love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. They're active, you know what I mean, in the program of God. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Thank you, Andy. Where there is no vision, revelation, there is no direction. No direction. So, Father, thank you for your word. We bless it now in Jesus' name. Beyond the senses... beyond the senses, beyond the horizon, the limit of one's view or sight. It's the range or limit of somebody's interest, knowledge or experience. It represents what is known or manifest. It can include a forecast beyond the horizon. A forecast. The Christmas story is a story that is beyond the horizon. In that Christ coming, he brought new possibilities new horizons he stepped into our lives and there was a dramatic intersection of heaven and earth heaven meets earth divine meets humanity the coming together the opening the door of heaven and earth it is the beginning of divine restoration of God's favor hopelessness now stands in hope promises now come to life and love becomes the value system because of Christmas the very book that builds our faith, that we read, that we you know, adhere to, is a book that talks about beyond your horizon. while we look at things that are not seen. yes, that sight that has limited range. Interests that have been bound up. Knowledge that is incomplete. Experiences that sometimes, you know, don't always seem to line up with faith and promise. Forecasts that may be cloudy. The good news of that is... That every cloudy forecast comes with a chance for faith builders. It does. You see, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He's the one that shines in our hearts, in our minds. And he gives us vision beyond the horizon. When we look at the crucifixion, we see hope lying there, icy cold and lifeless in the ground for two days. But then on the third day, the Lord of life stepped beyond the horizon. He stepped beyond the horizon of death and the limits that death had set in the resurrection opened up what could not be seen in what was impossible for the wages of sin is death but beyond the horizon the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord there are times that we need to lift up our eyes from the field to inspect the horizon. It was a psalmist David that said in Psalms 121 I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help. Cometh from the Lord. Let me read the horizon that God has opened up for you more fully from Psalms 121. And you can turn there if you have your Bible or even your, your phone. You know. <laughs> but he says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Amen. We're lifting up our eyes further than from the field. You know, and what we can see. He says, "My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth." Now, what's beyond the horizon? He said, "He will not allow your foot to be moved." Oh, hallelujah! You might stand in the slippery place. You know, you may stand. You know, upon a a very small, seemingly you know insecure, uh, 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 you know, almost ready to fall off. But there's some angels that are standing around and they're holding, you know, each side of your arm. They are before you and behind you. Oh, yes. They are the ministers to those that shall be heirs of life. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He will keep, he who keeps you will not slumber. I'm glad God's awake all the time to what's going on in your life and in my life. All the time. Amen. I may be sleeping on the job, but God's not sleeping on the job. I might have a little slumber that seems to be coming into my life. And, you know, there may be clouds that seem to be confusing me and hindering my sight. But not God. No. No, he says, listen, I will keep you. I don't slumber. Behold, who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at the right hand. Oh, yes, the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Oh, you know what? God actually did that physically. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, the night times were cold. That's just the way the desert is. And God just provided a pillar of fire that just sat over the top of them and just kind of kept them warm from the night, you know, away from the cold. Oh yes. Then they didn't know exactly what direction are we supposed to go. How we you know what I mean? Out here, there there's no tracks. Sometimes your journey does not have a track ahead of it. There's no pathway. Nobody's ever traveled this way before. This is unique. This is what is, you know, it's, it's a personalized thing. Well, you know, God sent a, a cloud and all they had to do was watch the cloud. And it was not just an ordinary cloud, you know what I mean? the cloud of his glory, the cloud of his presence, because we know it is, because it says when, when the Israelites, you know what I mean, were at the Red Sea, and the and Pharaoh was coming up behind, it says, God looked out of the cloud. <laughs> Give the Lord a praise this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Things might be closing in on you. Oh, yes. You know? It's very possible that the Red Sea, the impossibleness seems to be there and you can't get across it no way unless God steps in. There might be an enemy that's just pressing in on you, you know what I mean? And that he's got your life in his sights as the Egyptians had, you know, the children of Israel's life in their sights. Sight. Oh, yeah, they had a moment of weakness. Sometimes, I don't know the devil really has a moment of weakness, but anyway, as far as the Egyptians, they had a moment of weakness, you know, and they want to get those troublemakers out of there. But they had second thoughts, and so here he comes. He's starting chasing them down. But God looked out of the cloud. You see jesus stepped beyond the horizons all the prison bars that sin had went ahead the parameters you know that had been inflicted some the fall and yes while out through the history of the old testament there are men and women who had experienced this God encounter and this God miracles and this God might, you know what I mean? But it was only on a limited few bases, but all of a sudden Jesus Christ says, I'm opening this thing up to everybody. Hallelujah. It's not just for the prophets. It's not just for the prophetess. No, it's not just for a few favored few. He says, I'm going to open up the fountain of favor for everybody. Hallelujah. Because I am going to let you move past the horizon yes oh yes there are times to lift your eyes up lift your eyes up from the field lift your eyes up in john chapter 4 verse 35 he says lift your eyes and look at the the fields you know god's got some fields God's got some fields that are designed just for you. Gotta lift your eyes up. They're ready for you, he said. They're ready for you. And while it is a wonderful promise, you need to know that that on that horizon that there are opportunities, but there's also challenges and it seems like opportunity and challenges are tightly woven together after this many years which is not a lot jones got me by a few years i'm just a kid compared to her this morning you know what i mean so i'm going to act like a kid all right <laughs> you know but you know that's the case we learn you know that opportunities also have challenges yes that there is that there is the challenge will try to limit what you see okay but the promise and the opportunity you know helps us to open up the red seas that are blocking our way we got to have faith we got to have faith for faith is the substance of things hope for amen absolutely yes yes so The good news this morning is that the Bible says that your beyond the horizon is connected to the resurrection power. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 and 20, and Paul is praying, you know what I mean, that they could get a hold of this, that they might see what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, there is a power in your Horizon beyond it, it is not just a natural power, it is a supernatural power. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, dwell in you. Amen. If you are a believer, there is a power spirit that dwells in you this morning. Amen. And it broke and breaks the beyond the horizon. Yes, it does. Amen. So, you know, sin still is active in the world. We still find, you know what I mean, those bars and those parameters, you know, operating and functioning, you know, in life. I just heard this morning of someone that just passed away Uh, that that which is that which is but not yet the eyes of faith says that we walk by faith that means that we walk past or beyond the horizon of earth's report Amen? Amen. Absolutely. Yes, this powerful tool called faith and envision, that latches on to the future and builds upon the book, the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is more a function of the heart, And it's greater than our circumstances. Faith is greater than our circumstances. What does happen in life, though, that has a tendency to blur our vision, to, to, to prevent us seeing past the horizon, that circumstances, that limitations, that is a natural element events that hurt you disappoint you it may be failure it may be delay and as a result of that it has had an effect upon how we see things it has a damaging effect upon our attitude in our expectations Yes. Those struggles in the present that often blur the future, the vision for the future, the cloud, the heavy skies. It causes the... the. Uh, the horizon, which is the meeting of, the, of heaven and earth, to get closer and closer and closer, and your sight is not near is far extended. And it's not until those clouds clear away that you can reach even further just with the, the, the natural sight, let alone the sight of the future. Vision is more than just sight. It's the process of deriving meaning from what is seen. But why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things eternal. There needs to be a mixture. It is not, you know, your head in the sand, it is a reality. But even something more real is present in the natural reality. Yes, it's what is the r- real meaning of what is or being seen? That world beyond your circumstances. Yes, self-perception is not very accurate. It's not very accurate, no the gravity of that can hold you back it can make you fall down it can make you go ahead and you know give up but having that hope that fortifies you past the present Didn't Jesus say that if you believe, you shall see the glory of God? Boy, I tell you what, it just opens up. The sight and the the magnitude of it, the depth of it in what is seen to see the glory of, of God. So many times, we're on the treadmill. Treadmill of life, and we we become accustomed to repeated patterns and habits of the mind. You know, they help us tread water, but they never get us any further. Needs to be changed, yeah. Treadmill of that, you know, we do the same thing over and over. Somebody said, you know, if you don't want the same results, then you're going to have to do something different. You don't want to let your circumstances become your windowless living. Yes. Circumstances can put you in a room without windows. And it occupies your Sight, it occupies your thinking. It begins to influence your words. Your heart becomes affected. Yes. Oh. It helps or interferes with you even imagining a future. But Hebrews, we read... They may have died in faith, but they saw them. It propelled them, it inspired their present. Things don't always turn out just like we would like. But they will turn out. You see them and you know it keeps you up rather than getting you, letting you get down. It keeps you excited, even when the promises have not been received yet. Oh, yes. Beyond the horizon. Sometimes we become, or get, spiritual cataracts. vision impairments. Ezekiel talked about it. Jesus referenced it. They have eyes to see, but they not are not really seen. He says you need a sight that's greater than your own. Because eye is not seen and ear is not heard. But God has three... Veiled. We get blurred vision. What is blurred vision when it comes to cataracts? That's what cataracts do, they blur your vision. And what it does is it affects the amount of light that reaches the projector or the retina. It's not the absence of light. It's not that the light is diminished. It is that it's become blurred and it cannot reach you. It cannot reach your soul. Yes, it affects the amount of light that reaches your soul. You begin to get double vision. I was watching a football game last night and when I first turned it on, there was three different pictures on my screen. Well, how do I get to be single-minded? One picture, you know? Because what it did, it made everything small. So I get my son on the phone, and, you know, and after a half hour of us running, you know, <laughs> me backing up and going forward, we finally get the whole picture there. You know. Man, what, what an amazing thing an enlargement does! <sighs> it wasn't doubled anymore, it wasn't triple, it was single vision. It's very important. Double-mindedness, does not, it just doesn't work. It just spins you. And then what happens when you, you know, you, you not only, you know, uh, doesn't let a light, enough light in, but you get sensitive to light. You get sensitive to it. You begin to turn away from the word. Yeah. You know, the word is like streetlights. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. You really need the word. Because it's like, a, a, a you know, streetlights on a pathway. You don't have to walk, you know on that street in darkness. It may be the same street, but you can have some street lights. Hallelujah, that's shining. You know. Helping you feel safe and secure in your way forward. You're not just fumbling your way. No. You're being Guided because you've went ahead and put street light after street light after street light up on the pathway or the road that you're on right now. <laughs> David said that these street lights were so important. He said, "I that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know what I mean? It's It's, you know... It's probably not that you did something with your body, but you might have done something with your mouth. <laughs> you might have complained, and, you know? And thank God he forgives complaining. Don't get me wrong, you know? That's not an out of here, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're not going to get ejected if you, if you complain, you know? It's, you know, yesterday they they, they they had to eject a player out of the game, you know what I mean? But... You complain, murmur a little bit, you know, uh, you can get it right. All right. It happens when you get blurred vision that you, you nurse wrong thoughts. It affects your soul. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you right here this morning that you really get some streetlights on. Amen. I remember my mother-in-law, and many of you do too, You know, and everyone knows that she, you know, her body was attacked. You've never seen anybody with more streetlights, you know, down that road. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she died, but she had streetlights along the way. (laughs) Hope, you know. Joy and peace, you know, just just accompanied her, her journey. Because she has scripture verses everywhere a verse here, a verse there. I will not fear what man can do to me. And you know, only no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh, hallelujah. She turned street lights on in her life. Amen. And she died with those street lights. Amen and with that one beam of light at the end you know Job said though he slay me yet I will trust him Amen Oh yes she believed that he was the resurrection and the the life yes yes Sometimes we accept that it's our lot to struggle, because we can't change it. But you know, you don't want to just accept things. You want to turn the light on. With blurred vision, you get mistaken priorities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. There's a real benefit for putting Jesus in the kingdom first. There's a real benefit for living for the Lord on a daily basis. The things that you desire and you reach for, you know what I mean? He reaches for them for you. Oh, Yes. Oh, hallelujah, I could just keep going on about this blurred vision, things that happened, you know. There's a great man of God in the Bible, one that second to Jesus in the terms of how heroic and historic he is, and his name is Moses this great man of god this great leader he fell into the trap of i can't see his vision you know what i mean had been become constrained and 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 depleted by the circumstances that happened in his life and you'll find this story in numbers chapter 11 just a few days into the journey from mount sinai can you imagine you know what i mean uh, you know, he just experienced a mountain that's just smoking and God has given him a fresh word, you know, and three days out, all of a sudden, boy, everything takes a nosedive. Yeah. People wanted something that Moses couldn't give them. They were dissatisfied. That, you you guys are off the hook this morning, Okay. But this is just a you know very unique group of people. We wouldn't want to fellowship with them because they'd get us down. And they've been getting they've been, started to have second thoughts, they begin to remember, you know, what the world was like, what Egypt was like safety, the security, the plentifulness and all of that and here they are out in the middle of nowhere on a journey to promise and life but you know there was a few things missing They wasn't satisfied with God's daily provision of manna and all the sweetness that came to with it and how easy it really was. They began to remember yesterday and the old flesh steps up. How many know that the flesh has an appetite? Yeah, a pretty strong appetite. Began to get the best of them and they began to complain and Moses is just exasperated. I haven't been at this point yet pastoring this church where I wanted God to kill me, so. (laughs) Let's go ahead and make these last years that Scott talked about, you know what I mean? (laughs) Moses takes it personally. Kill me if you're going to treat me like this. Yeah. Yeah. He falls into this I can't see trap. God has just made a promise. He said, listen. He said, I'll give meat for a whole month to him. Because how many know there's a lot of people there? Yes. Well. Well. God makes a promise, and Moses starts to reason of the impossibleness of it. First of all, God, he says, if you're you're gonna give all this meat, you see all these cattle, all these flocks and everything, I'm gonna have to kill every one of them, then what's my future look like? You see, when they come out of Egypt, they didn't come out golden with riches, they come out with cattle, with sheep, oxen, herds, it says. Ah, there's our meal. God says, and Moses says, you know, I'd have to kill all those. He said, and I'd have to empty the sea. Catch every fish in the sea to feed this group. Couldn't see an alternative. Now, his vision was so constrained you couldn't see any possibilities yes it can happen god's not capable it's too big It had reduced Moses' sense of imagination hope. It had just robbed him of it. I can't see. He couldn't see the reality of beyond the present. And so he reverted to complaining and doubting. That's what blurred vision will do. It takes away your imagination. It takes away that hoping, face to substance of the things hopeful for. It takes away an assurance that you know everything is going to be all right. My mom would have been probably what we'd call, you know a simple woman. But it was always, everything will be all right. I don't have the means. God's got the means. I can't see trap. You see, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. No hope. (laughs) How does God see the future? Beyond the horizon. Romans chapter 15, one of my favorite verses is that now may the God of hope fill you. Basically, you can't get it on your own. There is a hope source. And he's the God that entered our world at Christmas time. Who is Emmanuel, God with us? He will save his people from their sins. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Yes, there are things that are and yet are not yet. Some things are not yet. But that does not mean that they are not. Are not. For God counts things that are not as though they were. I think my mom was like that. Counted the things that were not as though they were. Because she had all kinds of streetlights. lights. all kinds of streets, like God sees the future. He says it's a future of hope and not harm. Would you believe this morning that God is thinking about you? Maybe nobody else is, but God is. The psalmist said that his thoughts toward us are more than can be numbered. There's really no reason for a pity party if we got a street light. <laughs> if we got a street light that says God's thinking about me. My wife will ask me during the day, I gotta be ready at all times because she'll ask me, you know what I mean? Are you thinking about me? <laughs> it's best if I am. God is. God's thinking about you. He says you're the apple of his eye. I know he's referring to the Israel, but you know what I mean? Directly to the nation of Israel, but you know what I mean? I think we fit within that because Abraham's promises are ours through the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. This is the one who holds the past, the present, and the future. You can trust him with your future. Romans chapter 8 says there will be a good outcome regardless of what you're going through at the present. There will be a good outcome beyond the horizon. Maybe there's no clouds in yours, but maybe with some, there's some clouds. But that sight beyond what you can see, for we walk by faith, not by sight. I encourage you this morning you need to pack for the forecast if you're going out in life in the forecast is rain it's wise to take a raincoat yeah If the forecast, you know what I mean, is a tornado, I would recommend taking a shelter. You can dress for the forecast in your life. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to Stand. You see, that umbrella, it will not stop it from raining. But it will keep you from getting soaked. The enemy starts to throw his doubt, darts, that shield of faith. It will not stop him from throwing them but it will keep them from hitting your vital parts. Somebody give a Lord a praise this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I love the promise that Joseph got. Not only the fruitfulness of his life, but he said this. He said that they threw all kinds of ammunition at him. Darts at him. Come at him from every side. Not one of them stuck. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Hallelujah. Dress, pack for your forecast there's a much about life that can't be controlled but when you turn to God that's the best thing you can do when you have faith It often puts you in tents. Try to explain that. It puts you in a tent. You thought that it had a house. You can feel out of place in the place that God has promised you. But it's time to look out of your tent. And you look out of your tent and you begin to see the vision and the world that God has, has promised. Think about this. Abraham, his whole life, Walked and journeyed, footsteps everywhere on the promised land. He so journeyed, he was a stranger. He didn't have it in his hand, but he's still walking in the promise. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. You may just have a tent this morning. But the promise contains a house. It does. He sojourned Hebrews chapter eleven, verse nine. As we try to wrap this up this morning because this whole thing December and January is about the horizon beyond you must do something for what you're believing for if you're believing for something and you're doing nothing it's like a dead corpse that's what James says this faith without works is dead it can come alive (laughs) sometimes in this process of recovery this blurred vision we don't know what to do well if you have some street lights if you've packed for the forecast And then if you go sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. My musicians come this morning. Let me tell you a story. It's a true story. You history buffs will recognize it. story has to do with this land this America about 350 years ago a shipload of travelers landed on the northeast coast of america the first year they established a town site the second year they elected a town government it's talking about vision The third year, the town government planned to build a road five miles westward into the wilderness. The fourth year, the people tried to impeach the town government because they couldn't see the value of a road into the wilderness. Who needs to go there anyway? The same people had previously... Traveled about 3,000 miles across the ocean. Overcame great hardships. But in a few short years they were not able to see five miles out into the wilderness. They lost that pioneering vision that beyond the horizon you see because your horizon keeps going forward as you travel standing here you can only see so far the horizon still comes together but as you move okay the distance might not be any further but you are getting closer and closer to all that the horizon has been hiding. There is so much that's hiding past your horizon. Yes. Accomplishing vision, moving into the beyond the horizon, isn't just about seeing. It's about adjusting and navigating. Adjust and navigate beyond the horizon. God is no respecter of persons. As Americans, we're prone to want God to give us this amazing brochure full of pictures, details, all the information. But that's not how He works, He simply gives you street lights. He simply gives you the ability to pack for the forecast. Yeah. I'm packing right now for a forecast. I got a granddaughter coming about March 28th. How oh, are we packing for the forecast? <laughs> I mean, don't call, okay? Don't die. Don't get married. You're on your own. <laughs> They're going to need me. <laughs> oh, yes. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I like your brochure too. Jan and I were talking, analyzing. We do all those things too. We doubt, but we both came to the same conclusion. The the voice of the Lord, both 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 of us identically the same. Before we had talked, you know what I mean. And God just said, well, I just want you to keep the word that I just gave you. You don't need the next one. Just do the word that I told you today. And if God has to send a raven to this pastor to get him to his next whatever, so be it. Same with you. Amen and if God is tardy that's your greatest test the tardiness of God is the greatest test he took Abraham right to the brink of the knife in his hand and it raised in the air I really think God's got a lot of confidence in His own self and His power. No uh, uh, (laughs) knee-jerk reaction. I mean, you know, you're up there, look out. You could be so set on, I'm just gonna obey God. I don't understand that, but I'm gonna do it. He actually believes He's God. I've told you that before but he believes he is God. As you stand with me this morning, what kind of spiritual exam do we need? Eye exam. Yeah. Let's open the windows. Put some windows in our circumstances and Let's see out. Because even in the greatest time of judgment, God says, I'm going to put a window in the ark. There's going to come a time when you're going to need to look out so that you can be assured, okay, when things are getting over. When judgment, you know what I mean, and circumstances are about to change, I want you to... Have a window to look out of it beyond the horizon. Why we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. But the things that are not seen, they are eternal. And Christmas is about God connecting the natural with the supernatural. The natural's not going to go away. Okay? But it can be transformed by its connection with the supernatural. And that's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit spirit hallelujah. how do we turn street lights on i gotta quit i know that but well, don't worry i have less days ahead of me than i do behind me so <laughs> my my mother-in-law had Every verse of healing. Every verse of healing she could find in this book, whether she found it or heard somebody gave it, give it. Oh. What do we got? Don't turn the streetlights out. Leave the streetlights on. Don't lose that pioneer spirit that has made you travel all this way and now you can't see five miles into the wilderness make a road. Hallelujah. In the wilderness because that's the word of the Lord. I will make a way in the wilderness. I will make rivers in the desert. I will cause gardens to grow. Oh yes. In the waste places. Oh woo. Hey man, let's sing a song as we make road into our wilderness. Hallelujah. You may not always feel like it, but do it anyway. That's what faith does. Yeah, Faith does. Amen. As you go, go with God. 2020 does not have to be bleak now Father as we leave today thank you for the fortification of the Holy Spirit help us to turn on our street lights and help us to pack for the forecast in Jesus name Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Go with God because he's already on his way.